Rail commuters are facing another hike in season ticket prices. It's been confirmed regulated fares can increase by up to 2.8% after the release of official figures today for July. Um, Chris Burton from Rail Future joins me now in the studio. Chris, thank you for coming in. Pleasure. This is an awful lot of money, isn't it? It always is, yes, and it comes up twice a year now, which is very interesting. Have you noticed the time of year they decide to announce it? Yes, Most I have. Most people are on holiday. Yeah, can't they... be. can't escape them, I'm sure. Well, after <laughs> a summer of chaos, how can they justify it? Well, the, uh, some of the chaos has been due to overhead lines coming down. Then, of course, we had last Friday, which had nothing to do with them at all. Uh, because that was a national grid, and we don't really know the answer behind that yet, officially. Uh, but by the same token, these fare rises are actually improving the railway in our region, not just around Cambridge, but East Anglia generally and on the East Coast Main Line. I've just seen, right at the end of my road today, uh, one of the new trains from Switzerland um, on the Norwich to Cambridge service. Uh, so it's good news. They're gradually infiltrating our services and replacing all the old rolling stock. And that's the first time East Anglia's had such a massive influx of new kit at the same time. It's come in bits by bits. And the stations are gradually improving. You almost need to, if you know the area well, you almost need to go around East Anglia and see the photographs of 30 years ago and look at what so many of those stations now look like. They have been transformed. Yeah. Although a lot of people don't realise it. In the young generation, why would they? They don't remember the old ones. I heard Grand Chap saying at lunchtime that 98 pence of every pound spent goes back paying the running costs of the railways. When you look at it that way, it doesn't seem to be that bad. But when you're a commuter and it just constantly is going yes, up. Yes, yes, And, indeed. you know, you realise they have you over a barrel because you, if you have to go to London, you have to get on the train because otherwise, you know, if you're using your car, it's the same problem and parking's yeah. a problem. So, you know, re- using the railway is preferable. Is there no way that you can see around this? None at all. I mean, in, in a way, commuters do have an element of subsidy because it's an incredibly expensive service to run, certainly the one into London, because if you look at the sidings around Cambridge at midday, they've got... Loads and loads of rolling stock in there, electric trains, because they're not needed until half past five. They were needed in the morning between seven and nine, and they just sit there. That's millions of pounds not earning its keep. So, you know, there is an element of subsidy there. But by the same token, if you look at Cambridge Station in the morning, between eight and nine o'clock, you've got almost as many people coming into Cambridge as you've got going out of it. So Cambridge is one of those rather unusual places where there's almost a balance, not quite, but almost a balance. The other thing commuters have been threatening to do is to refuse to pay their fares or quit their jobs in London. I mean, (laughs) how's that going to work? You can't refuse to pay your fare, can you? No, you can't. No, no. I mean, you can. Re- <laughs> I think you, they can you send can, you to you jail can for that. From your job and have some lesser job around here. That might, might not be true for some people. And a lot of the jobs that happen in London could just as easily be taking place outside London. Of course, I heard Robert Nisbet, my old colleague, saying mm. that Greater Anglia are replacing its entire fleet. Is that right? Absolutely right. Yes, uh, this Swiss train is one of the first to come in and they've got a whole fleet of electric trains coming in partly from switzerland partly from bombardier and uh, derby and they they'll all be in <laughs> we hope they will all be in service 12 months from now and then there'll be a brand new timetable which will reflect their better performance 
And we shall see where we go from there. Although the price rise has gone up 46% over the last 10 years and wages have grown at just half that. For Cambridge mm. commuters, what do you think What do you think the average is going to be? Is it going to be this figure of 149 that has been bandied about? Is that is that roughly what it's going to be? Possibly. Possibly. I mean, I, it's difficult to say. Um, all, I, all I can say is that the one thing the railway does have to get a grip on, and they never ever talk about this in their public, and Robert never does, because they wouldn't <laughs> be allowed to, is they've got to get a grip on costs. Now, some things are almost impossible to deal with, but that is something they do still have to get a grip on, because actually getting something done in this country, it actually doesn't really matter whether it's on the railway, in the airports, or on the roads, or anywhere. The cost of building any big project is astronomic these days and getting the thing planned is really very very difficult um king's cross bank holiday weekend you mentioned there there is a problem there yes now what they're doing at king's cross over that weekend is they're shutting down the station completely there will be no trains to and from cambridge and ely and king's lynn there will be no trains on the main line from king's cross to peterborough to the north one or two may come down as far as uh, Peter, but it will be very few. Most of them will stop at Doncaster. It's it's unprecedented. I can't ever remember that happening before, except <laughs> due to a major accident. But the point is, they're rebuilding all the track outside King's Cross Station, between there and the first tunnel, and they're reinstating the most easterly tunnel there with a new track, so it'll make the station much more flexible in its working. Just one of the things that um, I heard somebody commenting on, that these new rolling stock um, weren't fit for purpose because there had been a power cut, well, I think it was Friday, and then when the power came back on, they failed to work. The new trains failed to work. Well, I heard a little bit of the explanation this morning when they were talking to the National Grid people that apparently the frequency at which this AC works had dropped to 49.5 instead of the 50 kilohertz I think it works at. And that caused a problem. And these sort of heavily computerised trains, which are doing constant assessments of whether their hardware is actually functioning and then sending it back to base so they can act before something fails. So when it's good, it's very, very good. And when it's bad, it's awful, When it's bad, don't go anywhere. Finally, Chris, um, if anybody wants to get in contact with Rail Future and yourself... Just go to our website, railfuture.co.uk, sorry, .org.uk, and there's an East Anglian branch update, so we usually keep you well up to date with our journal and so on, what is happening and what ought to be happening. Yes, thank you very much for coming in and talking to us this afternoon. Pleasure.